Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, folks? It's your boy, Long Beast Joe, and I am back at it, back at it, back at it. Again. I'm back at it again, man. Listen, we have a lot to discuss, okay? Your boy is fired up. As we know, uh, Hard Knocks is aired. We're going to be talking about, uh, you know, everyone's reactions to the first episode. So we're going to be talking about that. We're also going to be talking about Jets training camp. There's been a lot of things that have been going on, uh, a lot of concerns that have arised all of a sudden, even though your boy was talking about a lot of people concerned about the offensive line, even though I've been concerned about the offensive line for quite a bit. And uh, when I was voicing my concerns, people were saying, ah, Joe, just come on, man. It's not that serious. Things looked a little bit more serious than uh, everyone else believed, right? (laughs) Once uh, we played against the Panthers. So we're going to be talking about those joint practices. We're also going to be discussing the Jets' upcoming preseason game against the Panthers as well and what we are to expect. Listen. I'm fired up. Let me get into the show. I am the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with you folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. Your boy is also, okay, on iTunes. Go on over to iTunes. All right. Type in. The Long Beach Joe Show, The Long Beach Joe Show on iTunes, okay? Subscribe to the podcast on there and leave your boy a five-star rating, okay? When you leave me a five-star rating on iTunes, go ahead and leave me a little feedback in that comment section. I enjoy reading those. It helps get the show out there as well. So I appreciate those of you that have done that. Um, You know, it it, it feels good to have people give me feedback, but uh, please continue for those of you that have not. I'd appreciate it if you do that as well. I'm also on Twitter as well, for those of you that don't know. All right. Going over to Twitter, type in at the Long Beach Joe. At the Long Beach Joe on Twitter. Personal page is Young J000. All right. So when you go to at the Long Beach Joe, again, follow. I'll follow you back and let's go back and forth. I talk to a lot of people on social media, on Twitter, uh, talking about the team and various other things. So please do that as well. Uh, you know. So we have a lot of fun doing that, too. And as well, okay, I'm on YouTube. For those of you that do not know, a lot of people, you know, find the show how they find it, and they go, man, we are kind of shocked. We stumbled into the YouTube page as well, and we didn't know that you do the live shows. You sit down, you talk with people, you go back and forth, you take live calls during the show, Joe. I was shocked. And then they also say, you know, especially the ladies, all right, they say, hey, Joe, you're looking good. All right, you're looking good, Joe. Things is looking smooth for you. You know, you're an attractive guy. You know, I'm not, I'm not arrogant. I'm just a regular dude out here doing what I do. But I appreciate you, ladies. All right? I appreciate you, and I appreciate your compliments. Right back at you, all right? My audience is filled with beautiful women, beautiful people, okay? So I want to thank you all for that. So if you want to check out what I'm doing over here, Come on over to YouTube, type in Long Beach Joe Jets, Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube, okay? Subscribe to the channel, hit that notification bell so when I post content, you'll be in the know, all right? And get involved with what we're doing and be clear, okay? When you come over here, just know 
that my chat, I call them the savages, man. You want to know why? Because they're savage. I'm telling you, man, listen, my chat is is, is tough, all right? <laughs> they don't take mercy upon anyone, all right? No one is safe. If they don't like your take, they're going to let you know top to bottom how they feel about it. Salute to the savages in the chat. Val Outlaw, I see you. Bree, I see you as well. Everyone else, I see you. Salutes. All right? So uh, come on over to YouTube, Long Beach Joe Jet. Subscribe, hit that notification bell, give the stream a thumbs up, and share my content across your social media with your friends and your family. I greatly appreciate it. All right? So we have a lot of fun over here. Oh, as well, Blog Talk Radio, for those of you that are listening to on Blog Talk, backslash Long Beach Joe Show. So you can check the, the content out there as well. We have a lot of fun over here. So, so much to get into, so much to talk about. We're going to start with the Jets training camp, uh, some of the things that have transpired so far. Man, oh, man, there's been some things going on. All right, as we know, that we've had these joint practices with the Panthers, and uh, things have, you know, definitely started to look a little shaky. Jets mess, mess. I see you in the building. Salutes. Listen. <laughs> The Jets' offensive line has struggled. They struggled against the Panthers, man. They struggled against the Panthers' front, and it was apparent immediately straight off the bat. Callers will get to you in a second, okay? Listen, Brian Burns came into the building, got two sacks at least off of Max Mitchell during these sessions, okay? Aaron Rodgers was surrounded with pressure all all day, all day against the Panthers, and, boy, he was not happy about it. There was a lot of frustration coming from Aaron Rodgers as well. And let me tell you something, man. This line is is looking shaky, all right? Max Mitchell and Turner are kind of all over the place. But the crazy thing is I've been concerned about this offensive line for quite a while, and I've voiced my concerns consistently. And when I did that, I was told, Joe, you don't know what you're talking about, man. There's a lot of things moving and shaking out here. Everything's going to be fine. You're just tripping, all this other stuff. And I'm like, man, listen, (laughs) it's not going to be that easy, bro. There's a lot of things moving and shaking around here. You know, you look at the injuries that we've had in the past, guys coming back. You look at the situation that we have at our tackle position. Then you also got some guys on the cross the offensive line that are going to have to prove this stuff, right? There's guys on this, on this line that are on a prove it year, like Lakin Thomason, okay? Lakin Thomason is not who you think he is. If you think he was amazing last year, he was not. He was actually really bad. And he's one of the guys that we're looking to really take the next step this upcoming year, right? So when you look across this line, there's a lot of concern, okay, a lot of concern. And a lot of people are starting to say, because Robert Sulla even addressed the concern as well, and they started to talk about Dwayne Brown. Well, Dwayne Brown's not playing. Dwayne Brown's going to be back. Joe, don't worry about it. Okay, cool, right? Robert Sulla even said he's going to be back. All right, cool, right? I'm cool with that. I I can't wait for him to be back. But here's the deal. Even when Dwayne Brown was playing, right, it's not like he's Trent Williams. He wasn't like an unbelievable, like, top-tier tackle. He was solid. He was okay. But even he had some faults. And the big question about Dwayne Brown, one, can he stay fully healthy this upcoming season? And two, everybody's screaming he's going to come back. Well, when is he going to come back? When is he going to be back, dude? That's the big question. Sulla did come out and say that he was going to come back, uh, you know, at least before week one. He's very confident that he's going to be ready for the season, which I get. But, again, this guy is coming off of a shoulder surgery. Right, he's stepping onto a team in a position group where it is paramount that they jail. 
it is extremely important that the offensive line has time to gel because that offensive line position, right, any player, any, any spot that you play on that line, you have to have continuity. You have to know what the man next to you is going to do. They literally move as a unit. And if they don't move as a unit, the offensive line generally fails wherever it's at. It doesn't matter if it's the Jets or any other football team, right? Then you look at some of the challenges that Dwayne faces, not just with coming back in time and really gelling with the guys, but what about this new offensive scheme that we have here with Nathaniel Hackett? This is going to be his first time under the scheme. Is he going to have time to adjust and learn the quirks of the scheme and what's expected of him? Because if he comes back a week before or, you know, a couple days before the season starts, what's happening? (laughs) Is he going to have the time to really understand what's going on out there and understand what he needs to be doing? Are we going to go into the season with these issues along the offensive line going on up front? And, again, we played some killers this year. I don't know if y'all know, right? And I'm, keeping, I'm just keeping it real. Buffalo straight out the gate on 9-11, they're not playing with us. This is not a joke. The Jets are on prime time. I think we have, what, six prime time games? We could possibly have seven. One can get flexed in there. We're on hard knocks constantly. Every team that we play this year, outside of just the killers that we know of right now, every team that we play this year is going to play against us like they're trying to win the Super Bowl. No lies. That's no lies. Never mind the fact that we play some very talented teams this year. Very talented. Buffalo, Dallas, Kansas City, who can rush the passer, right? Philadelphia, those guys are no joke. They get after it. This offensive line has to gel quickly, man. It has to gel quickly. And there's questions along it. But these questions have been this, this stuff with the offensive line, I've been talking about it for a while. These, there's been questions about the offensive line since the camp started. Does anybody remember that from the jump, there was talks that the defense, the front, was consistently mauling the offensive line? And this was before pads. And then when they put on pads, we still heard about the defense mauling, <laughs> mauling the offensive line, right? So... There's questions there, not only with that as well, as far as play, but what about the penalties we've heard about? Pre-snap penalties along the offensive line, then penalties during the, season, or during the, during the camp as well along the offensive line. There were some, some things going on there. We heard about those things consistently, consistently. So I'm looking at this situation, man. I'm a little, a little worried, right, especially with all the things we got going on up front especially with the things that we got going on up front, all right? You look at the situation again, there's questions at center, right? Connor McGovern, who literally came out recently and literally told us, hey, when I was signing, they told me that they were going to bring a center in here. They were going to draft a center with Tittman. It's looking like Connor McGovern is going to be the guy that's actually going to be the starting center here, which should be a concern too because Connor McGovern was not very good last season either. He wasn't, right? ATV back in the building, looking like he's going to be, I hope that he stays a right guard. I have absolute faith that ATV is going to be the stand-up guy that he's always been, right? He's going to be a guy that's going to play at an all-pro level, right? If he's at right guard, like I believe he should stay there, right? But again, he's coming back from an injury, so he's, you know, out there. And again, this is his first year in Nathaniel Hackett's team. 
But then there's also questions, again, at right tackle. We hear about Max Mitchell. So you look at these tackle position, you look at the center position, left guard position, there's big question marks. Now, of course, you know, Becton, the guy that we're all hoping to take the next step, the guy we're hoping is going to be able to step up this season, he looked good against, that, against the Browns in the first preseason game. But uh, he's still working with the second and third team. Now, I'll tell you this. Becton, everything we've seen from him in camp, he looks really good. His movement is looking smooth, right? He's talked about that knee. He's talked about the new normal, just being, hey, some days my knee's just going to hurt. That's just how it's going to go. That's just what's up. I'm going to deal with it, and that, that is what it is, right? But we've seen him, and it looked like, you know, his movement was pretty fluid. We've also seen and heard about him dominating out there against the twos and the threes. And I'm wondering, when is Becton going to get his chance to play with the ones, right, and line up at left tackle? When is that going to happen? Because another thing that was talked about as well, and this was said by Aaron Rodgers, he said that they have to find out who the line is going to be, but they know that Brown is going to play. Huh. That was an interesting quote there. Because my question then starts to be, well, okay, if you know that Dwayne Brown is going to play, you know that. Y'all all know that off the bat. Then the whole mantra of competition at every position, and we're going to play our best five and all that stuff, doesn't that kind of go out the door? Because Dwayne Brown, to this point, has not been out there in camp. He hasn't been on the field. How can he be competing or be given a spot if he hasn't done anything? He hasn't competed for the spot. How is that possible if we're saying competition at every position? How is that possible? Right? So that's, that's where the question starts in my mind. And then the other question that, that immediately pops up is, if you were going to start Dwayne Brown, because, of, again, Aaron Rodgers literally said we know he's going to play, the only place that he can play along the offensive line is the left tackle position. That's it. He's not a guard. And he's never played right tackle in his entire career in the league. So if he's never done that, then the competition with the quote fingers, the competition that we all talked about at the left tackle position was never a competition to begin with from the jump. It never was. If this statement from Aaron Rodgers holds true, it never was a competition. Dwayne Brown was going to be the Jets starting left tackle regardless. Regardless. So you got to wonder about that situation. And, again, we continue to have questions along the offensive line. Corey Davis even talked about because the offense was sputtering against the Panthers in that first joint practice. He, you could sense his frustration as well. He said that the offense needs to clean things up. Connor McGovern also, you know, came out and said, hey, the struggles that we're seeing here on, uh, you know, on offense are, is, are issues along, you know, the offensive line, and we need to clean them up. The defense, you know, still doing their thing with the New York Jets. Carl Lawson still dealing with that back tightness. Sauce also has a quad injury, so he's been out. But we saw Brandon Echols step up and do his thing as well, right? But even the next day, okay, and thir- uh, Thursday, right, or excuse me, Friday. Um, no, excuse me, it was Thursday. Thursday's practice that was actually supposed to be with the uh, with the Panthers again. There was some weather conditions that you know, kind of put a 
kibosh on that practice. So the Panthers you know, went on about their business, but the Jets continued on and held practice again. The Jets' offensive line looked better Thursday, but you got to keep in mind that there was no Panthers and no pads, right? So you had Billy Turner again moving from right to left tackle constantly. He's talked about it, trying to you know figure things out because the technique that you utilize on your left tackle and your right tackle position is completely different. So you've got to work those things out mentally and get it together. Um, but he gave up a sack to Solomon Thomas. Again, Beckton continued to work with the second team. And so the questions start to arise because everyone is now so invested and concerned against in the offensive line again because protecting Aaron Rodgers is paramount. It's paramount. And we've seen him have little injuries already, like things that have kind of slowed him down a bit. The calf injury, anybody remember that? That was early uh, in the offseason. Then recently he had an issue where someone stepped on his toe, you know. And, again, we all love Aaron Rodgers. We're excited to have him here. He's the guy that has raised the expectations here. His mere presence here has people speaking Super Bowl, okay? Jets fans are talking Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers is here at Super Bowl time. Bro, if you cannot properly protect this man, if he's running for his life out there, there's going to be some big issues, right? So the idea that's starting to start to float around, around the Jets fan base, is Zach Martin. A lot of people talking about Zach Martin. Okay, uh, for those of you that do not know, Zach Martin is currently, okay, a Dallas Cowboy. But him and the Dallas Cowboys are having some issues, okay, and it's about finances. It's about finances. Zach Martin at one, at one time was getting money. You know, he was definitely getting paid. The Cowboys are giving him a contract. He was getting paid very well as a guard in this league, okay. But as he has continued to play, now he's 33. He's continued to play. He's still a great guard in this league. He's looked around, and he's noticed that the numbers for guards yearly has gone up and up and up and up, right? It's gone up tremendously. And so he's looked around at these other guys and what they're making, these top guards in the league, and he's like, hey, <laughs> I need to be making what they're making. I need the money. <laughs> I need to get paid here, Okay. So he went to the Cowboys and basically said, hey, I want more money or I'm going to hold out. And that's what he's been doing. They're out of stance. And from the Cowboys' perspective, they're looking at it like, hey, we paid you at one point. We're not going to rip up this contract because you just want to rip it up and you just want to go on about your day and we want us to just pay you more money. No, you play out the contract, the contract that we signed to, the contract that you agreed to. We don't care what the numbers or what guys are paying for, playing for now. Play for what we got you on or, you know, it is what it is. You know, we'll stand pat as well. We'll sit back and you can either join us or we'll continue on without you. Right. So at this point, they're at a stalemate. Keep in mind that Zach Martin is getting fined every single practice that he misses. He's getting fined. Okay. But the Cowboys are not willing to, you know, move. And so the idea of a team coming in and snatching Zach Martin away from the Cowboys has really started to catch fire. And the Jets are one of the teams that people are constantly talking about, possibly making a move for Zach Martin, bringing him in here, right, putting him at guard, and then the likely candidate to move along the offensive line to kick out to right tackle has been ATV, okay? And we'll talk about ATV in a second because he's come out and said that he's willing to do this. He's willing to move to right tackle if the coaches want him to. We'll get to that in a second, though. 
But the question then starts to make, right, if New York Jets fans want to talk about this, and again, 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. I will get to the callers in just a second. Okay, Savage is in the chat. I see you. Your questions will be addressed as well. Okay, put your questions in the chat. In the chat. I will come to you guys as well, okay? But the question then starts to be, if you want to make a move for Zach, for Zach Martin, okay, if that's what you want to do, man, top guards right now in the league are getting paid $21, 20000000 million a season, 21 to $20 million a season. I think the Falcons – a guard, he's getting paid 21. Quentin Nelson's getting paid somewhere around $20 million a season. That is a lot of money. <laughs> that is a lot of money. That's a lot of money, man. That's a lot of money. You know? The New York Jets currently have $16 million on the cap available, okay? That's with Aaron Rodgers and that deal done. He gave back $35 million, as we know. And I think next season – they have another $16 million available. So there's going to be a lot of finagling because, again, I don't know if Zach Martin would be willing, here, willing to come in here and take less because it's all about cash with him to this point, okay? So you got to worry about that, his deal, what exactly he wants, and if he wants more than $20 million, Maybe he wants to be the guy that is the top guard. Keep in mind he's 33 years old. So you start to wonder, right? Father time is undefeated. How long can he be one of the great guards in the league? Because if you sign him to a deal for the next, let's say, three years, but he really is only good for one, and then you get destroyed for the next two years because, again, father time is undefeated, that puts us in a situation, right? That puts us in a situation. Then you also got to look at the kind of capital that you can give as well. You got to start to question that. If you're trading for Zach Martin, what exactly can you give away? What are the Cowboys going to want for a guy like him? They're going to want some significant capital back. They're not going to trade Zach Martin for nothing, right? They're not going to trade him for a bag of peanuts. So when you look at the New York Jets and what they'll have available as far as capital, we know that the deal with the Packers, I think it's if Aaron Rodgers plays fewer than 65% of the snaps that we give him a second-round pick. Listen, I'm going to simplify this. Aaron Rodgers, in my mind, Okay, and I think every other Jets fan's mind, he is going to play like 100% of the snaps. <laughs> unless, we're, unless it's like blowouts and stuff like that, bro, he's going to play a ton of snaps, right? Easily think he's going to play over 65 snaps, which will then do what? It will completely, you know, uh, annex our first-round pick. So we look, we'll be at second round and down, right? So then what do you do? You know? <laughs> What if the Cowboys want a second and a third for him? Or a third? Like, what, what kind of capital would you be willing to give up? And then you also got to think as well when you were talking about trading for Zach Martin, the draft capital that we're talking about giving away for him, that was the draft capital that we were talking about needing the most going forward to continue to build around Aaron Rodgers and for the future. That draft capital that we're talking about giving up was the draft capital that we were talking about utilizing to address the tackle position. Okay? Keep in mind, I want to have this discussion, okay? I love this football team. I want to have this discussion tonight because let me tell you something. Makai Becton does not have a fifth-year option. He can walk after this year unless he's franchised. But he can walk after this year. Dwayne Brown is 38. He is not the tackle for the future. More than likely, this will be his last year. The New York Jets have some major questions, major questions going forward along the offensive line. And, again, 
Max Mitchell against the Panthers didn't look good, but we've seen him have solid games during an actual season for a handful of games. But again, there's some some injury questions uh, surrounding him too because he did finish the season on IR. After that knee injury, he had blood clots, right? So when you look at the situation, a lot of people saying, okay, we should bring Zach Martin in, kick ATV out to right tackle. ATV has said that, hey, he's willing to make that move if that's what the coaches want. ATV, consummate team guy, going to do whatever it takes, right? Going to do whatever it takes to put the team in the best position to win. He does not care. So salute and respect to him. But Sulla has come out, and again, he was asked about the situation along the offensive line. As we know, there's frustration surrounding it. And he said that they have options to work things out along, along the line. He also reiterated that Dwayne Brown will be back, and his goal is to keep Elijah Vera Tucker at right guard. But they want to play their best five. So at some point, if putting Elijah Vera Tucker at right tackle is putting their best five out there, is their best option, they'll do it. Big, uh, it's a big statement. That's a big statement. So there's a lot of questions. And, again, I love ATV. I think he's phenomenal. Everyone knows I'm a big SC guy. I was talking about him constantly as being the best guard in the draft that he came out in. We know that, well, even for those of you that do not know, he's played tackle before, left tackle, right? So he's been out there at tackle before. But in the, in the NFL, he's a guard. He can play tackle. We've seen him play it along uh, – you know, along the, along the Jets' offensive line, right tackle and left tackle. We saw that before he went down uh, in the season. But let me tell you something, man. I want to keep him at guard because that's where he is unbelievably dominant. And I think Elijah Vera Tucker this season is going to really show people why that he should be talked about more in this league as one of the guys that is really one of those dudes along the offensive line, because I don't think he gets enough praise, especially league-wide. And we could talk about that just being a Jets thing, but Elijah Vera Tucker does not get talked about enough when they talk about elite offensive linemen in this league. He doesn't get talked about enough. So we'll be discussing the offensive line. Um, Again, a lot of people talking about uh, David Battiari as well, an option, possibly make a trade for. He plays for the Packers. But let me tell you something, that Packers road is paved with uh, <laughs> some issues. <laughs> we all know that the Packers aren't necessarily happy with uh, the situation with the Aaron Rodgers stuff. We saw how that worked out, right? That dragged on for forever. I don't necessarily think they'd be too open to helping the New York Jets. <laughs> I don't think they'd necessarily be too open to helping the New York Jets acquire a left tackle that has, you know, knowledge of the offensive system and the starting quarterback that we have now. I don't think, (laughs) I don't think they'd be too happy with trying to uh, try to help the New York Jets out in this situation. Packers fans. I know for a fact, wouldn't be too happy. I've still got Packers fans on my back for no reason (laughs) because Aaron Rodgers is here. They just attacking me. I don't even, Pay attention. I'm not even doing anything. <laughs> just always want to talk crazy to me. I'll let him continue. But that option is out there as well. A lot of Jets fans screaming for that. We'll be talking about that. Otherwise, Aaron Rodgers has looked, you know, really good. He's looked like Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> okay. He's out there making crazy throws. All right. 
He made a throw to Malik Taylor, wide receiver that is stepping up and stepping out, all right, showing up and showing out, okay? Malik Taylor made a great catch. It was a great throw uh, from Aaron Rodgers. It was a great catch, phenomenal. For those of you that do not know, go check that out, okay? All right. Also, Garrett Wilson, excuse me, Garrett Wilson was back, okay, at practice and looking good. You know, he's cutting on that ankle. Looks like everything's fine, okay? So excited to have him back into the fold. We know that Jason Brownlee suffered a neck injury. We'll see what happens going forward with that. But from every, you know, all the talks around it, it seems like it's positive that he'll be back soon, so we'll see. But uh, Jason Brownlee's another guy that's been stepping up and uh, stepping out. Salute to Sharida. Good to see you in the building as well. And, again, Sauce still dealing with that quad injury. Carl Lawson still dealing with the back injury, so he missed uh, the most recent practice. John Franklin Myers and DJ Reed making plays out there on defense. Oh, boy, oh, boy. And so is Tony Adams. Tony Adams has been doing his thing, too. Shula did say that Tony Adams and Amos are competing for the starting safety position, free safety position. But in my mind, man, it's Tony Adams' position at this point. That guy has been – he's been showing out in camp. He truly has, and everyone is talking about him and what he's bringing to the table this season. And I'm excited to see him because he's the guy that really started from the bottom, and now he's here, okay? He started from the bottom, now he's here, all right? And uh, he's putting on. So exciting to see a guy like him step up into a position that was also a question mark uh, coming into this offseason, a lot of people concerned, especially after Clark went down. Uh, so we're going to be going to the callers now, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers again when you call in for my new callers. Don't call in and curse on my show, okay? Don't do that. I'll get you out of here. Fast, okay? Fast. <laughs> I'm talking faster. We got Adam Gaze out of here. I'm so glad. <laughs> Whew. I'm glad he is gone, all right? It's a different time and a different day. Jeez Louise. All right, please give the stream a thumbs up if you haven't already. Subscribe, hit that notification bell, so when I post content, you'll be in the know. we got a lot to discuss, a lot to discuss, and we're going to hit these lines, all right? First caller I'm going to go to, all right, because we got a lot of callers on the line, and we will get to everybody. Trust me, okay? Trust me. First caller I'm going to. I'm going to go to my guy. I believe this is Rusty. We're going to go to Rusty, all right? I'm going to go to Rusty first. Steve, Tim, other callers as well. Hold on a second. Now, before we even let Rusty talk, let me let y'all know, Rusty, that man's a savage. (laughs) (laughs) Salutes, man. Joe salutes, man. Fellow savage. Man, listen. A lot of things moving and shaking right now along the Jets, uh, you know, situation. A lot of things moving and shaking along the offensive line. It's become a question mark, a bigger question mark, I think, than a lot of people uh, gave it uh, at first. Man, give me your thoughts about this situation. What are your thoughts about everybody speaking about trading for Zach Martin? Do you think the Jets should explore that? Um, I think they should explore it, but not for Zach Martin. Uh, definitely okay. explore it. Uh, the mm-hmm. the reason why, in my eye, for with Zach, uh, I mean Zach Martin, would be he'd be uh, he he already wants for like the money type of thing. You know what I mean? And 
I don't think, and especially, too, he's from the Cowboys. Cowboys play us what week? Uh, five, four. He plays just in the first six, right? Mm-hmm. No, no. Dallas plays us in the first six weeks, right? Uh, I think they play us. They play us week two. Oh, all right, yeah. So Jerry Jones isn't going to send us one of his best offensive, offensive linemen, you know, prior to benefit us if we have to play them, you know, right out the mm-hmm. bat. And, you know, that's a hefty pill. Like, that's a big chunk of change, too. I don't know. I think that, yeah. honestly, I think J.D. is going to go around poaching around, you know, like Cardinals camps, look for one of their guys that have just had, you know, like they're just done with that period. And then all of a sudden you mm-hmm. have, you know, things coming out of Washington because they don't like how the enemy is. So mm-hmm. we could probably get, you know, two dudes off of that and or one and, you know, AVT wants to switch it up, and I don't blame him. He obviously can. I mean, the guy literally can probably play every single position. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know. Like, he definitely could probably do center at this point. But that's that's how I see it. I, I don't think we're going to go, actually, yeah, I don't think we're going to go that uh, Zach Martin route. Just because okay. Dallas will hold all the cards, and I don't think they're going to do that. You know what I mean? It would be like us giving Dallas one of our best offensive guys if they were playing some things, knock on wood. But, you know, when mm-hmm. we see them week two even though they're in a different conference. You know, I don't think JD mm-hmm. would do that, you know. But that's that's how I see it. But we need something to happen because we're getting, we're getting butchered and, you know, Aaron's not going to stand for that. And that's pretty much why I think yeah. he did that too, that $35 million. You know, like bring me, bring me a couple dudes, you know, or a guy or, you know, at least two guys. But, you know, I want an yeah. offensive lineman. Go get whatever you guys have to do. That's what I think. Sorry, bud. No, yeah, I was going for a little bit. Yeah, no, he he literally, you know, they talked about that. that That's one of the reasons why, you know, A-Rod gave that money back. He said, listen, there's a guy, you know, maybe some guys that can fall out during that trade deadline that can come in here and help the New York Jets, and I want to make sure that we're in a position to do that. But when you look at the situation now, and I know people are talking about, you know, guys falling out, and again, I'm – I don't think that the Zach Martin thing happens, to be completely honest with you. Although I've had a lot of discussions with Jets fans that don't like that, I'm just keeping, you know, keeping it real and being realistic from my standpoint. Like you said as well, that's that's a lot of money. That is a lot of money, twenty plus million dollars, and I don't think he takes a pay cut to come here at all. So when you look at the situation, I'm saying to myself, okay, well, what can the New York Jets do along the offensive line that they currently have, right? Just with the guys that's here, and a lot of people are coming to me as well and saying, Joe, I feel like a lot of people are overblowing the situation because Dwayne Brown's not out there yet. And I have concerns about him as well, Rusty. And so I want to ask you that question. Do you feel like these concerns are overblown because Dwayne Brown hasn't been out there yet and isn't at camp? Do you think that Dwayne Brown is the solvent to the Jets' offensive line issues that we've seen so far? I don't think it's overblown, and I think it's getting blown up Mm -hmm. in a good way. You know what I mean? Like, that's – the offensive line are, you know, and the defensive line for that matter too, you know, they're all like tracks on a freaking, like, tank. You know, if, if there's, mm-hmm. like, one bad thing wrong with that, those aren't moving the same. You Now all of a sudden you're liable, you know, to get hit from a missile or God only knows what. You know, you, you're veering to the left when you're supposed to go straight. You know, it, you have to be on ball. And that's a mm-hmm. that's a freaking risky risky game they're playing with that you know and that's why I think you know I think behind the seeds seeds behind the scenes 
JD's like how a duck is above water. You know, it's all calm or a swan, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, narrative you want to take it. But those legs are going a million miles a minute underneath. You know, like, mm-hmm. what can I do? How can we help? Because that's literally our weakness now. It's, it's, it's crazy, mm-hmm. but that's where it is. It's right and left tackle. And, mm-hmm. you know, like, I love Max Mitchell. He wasn't looking so good in preseason last year. But, you know, as soon as game day hit, he was good. But then the blood clot yeah. and stuff happened. Yeah. But you know, you know, in the same, you know, and it's not like, you know, nothing against Zach or any of those dudes, but that's Aaron freaking Rogers, man. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you can't, you can't be the ones that let something happen to that guy, you know, when it's so promising for us. And yeah, uh, it, five of the games that we lost last year was by like what five or five or less points. We can get that with Aaron easy, you know, like we're mm-hmm. in that one. It's yeah. Yeah, we, we have to do something. And I, I hope he's looking into, you know, those types of training camps to where it's like the Cardinals, mm-hmm. the commanders, where they're not, you know, they don't think that they have a shot. There's some veterans that are like, hey, I, I want to be gone. But then what do we give up in a trade, too? You know, what what would we exactly. give up to get that, Zach? That's exactly what I was literally going to ask you because a lot of people are saying, I mean, unless some guys get cut, but even if some guys get cut, I, again, there's some things that can happen. We'll see what – but the, the type of offensive linemen we need, I don't know if those guys end up just free and clear on the market unless they just blows up. Like the situation in Dallas, unless Zach Martin says, look, I want out of here, cut me now, or I'm going to go crazy, they're not just going to let him go. <laughs> like it's going to – they're going to – Yeah, no, they're not. Their arms. Yeah, so I, I think that the New York Jets at this point really have to work with the guys that they have unless, you know, they can make a move for something fairly, you know, cheap as far as draft capital, not giving up too much. Uh, the David Bacciardi idea from a lot of people yeah. is like, okay, I hear it, right? He's a left tackle. He, Green Bay, he knows everything he needs to know. <laughs> but Green Bay is not just going <laughs> to – they're not like – That's what I mean, man. They're like guaranteed yeah. to get like our first and second. If, if, if Roger – you know, it's either or, first and second or second and third. You know, it's yeah. that's how it's going to be. I hate, like, I'm done with the Packers at this time, you know. It looks like cheese pizza to me now. <laughs> that's it. I'm eating them. <laughs> but it, it, no, listen, I hear you. It, it gets, hear you. It, it gets Go ahead. It, it's getting nutty, you know. Like, it's how, like, wh- wh- who would you, who would really give up? I mean, honestly, like, thinking about it, mm-hmm. the only guy I'd really want to give up is McBummer. I can't stand him. I hate yeah. McGovern. But, yeah. you know, like, but then what? You put it all on Titman? Uh, you know, you got to let them work a little bit for it, but, you know, I'd rather – that's an iffy. I mean, if there had to be one guy to yeah. go, I, I don't know. I, I, I can't stand McGovern, but that's the only – I'd be like, uh, yeah, we'll give you him. Please don't take a draft pick because I think – what do we have, like six draft picks next year? Something like that? Yeah. Something not good. Yeah, something like that. And, yeah, I mean, it's, it's – Yeah. It's going to be a lot of a lot of questions, and then there's some things you can do along the offensive line. Maybe shake it up. Maybe you put Tipman at center and move Connor McGovern to yeah. guard, as we know he's done that in the past. And then you move ATV to right tackle, or you know, there's so many things you can do. But then the question starts to be: It's like, okay, well, what about Makai Becton? Like, why is it seems I... like people aren't talking about that guy enough as being one of the guys that can solve this issue? All of a sudden, he's just kind of been pushed out. He's working with the second team. Uh, we know that he took some snaps in, in preseason as well against the Browns. We're going to see what he does in this upcoming game. But that's a guy I feel like is getting left out too. And that leads me to my next mm-hmm. question for you, Rusty, is we got this upcoming game against Carolina, man. What are you? What, what position group are you going to be looking at the most? And what player are you going to be keeping your eye on the most in this upcoming game? 5-1-6, I see you. I mean, Go ahead. I, I mean, 
it, it's got to be our offensive line. And, like, as far as Beckton is concerned, I think he'd be all right. But I think that's definitely – like, when you're off of that, and it's – I mean, it's still two years from having that is, like, yesterday anyway. You know, like mm-hmm. like in his brain, you know? Yeah. So he's – I guarantee you he's dealing with the swelling stuff because once you go ham on it, you know, even though he just got to ice the heck out of it. He's just got to get yep. out of his mental thing of I can – you know, I can just do it. It's just he just has to accept the swelling because I guarantee you that's what messes with him because you know it's yeah. a lot of pressure. And then plus he's running around with knee braces, so that's even more pressure. Yeah. So yeah, you know that's a lot of ice. I, I like I would just be like, you know what, man? Every time you come to the sidelines, you know we got enough money. We're the Jets. You know, I'd be like, yo, you're going in one of those weird ice pack things where it's like a vacuum. You like how they take your blood mm-hmm. pressure, but it's like in, like it wraps your whole leg. Those things are pretty sweet. It'd be like, you're going in this. I don't care. Yeah. You're going to be I mean, treated like a woolly mammoth. You're going to get cry- cryogenically frozen for a little bit. So, <laughs> yeah, but... I mean, that, you know, they've got to do something because this situation, yeah. you know, with this line, like you spoke about as well, it's paramount that these guys gel and we get it, you know, together quickly because, again, we play a lot of teams this year that can rush the passer. And especially if we're talking about having Super Bowl aspirations, if this line can't get guys blocked consistently against Aaron Rodgers, there's going to be huge issues. And we've seen so Aaron true. Rodgers without a good line, right? We saw it in Green Bay one year yeah. where yeah. he was taking shot after shot after shot, and he actually ended up getting injured that year. So I don't want that to happen. So, Russ, you've got a lot of callers. Before I let you go, my final question for you, man, you know, we see Hard Knocks episode one. What are your thoughts on it? You know, before I before I let you go, what are your thoughts on the first episode of Hard Knocks if you watched it? I mean, I did absolutely. I was I was shocked. I was pleasantly shocked, I should say. I uh, mm-hmm. you know I'm glad that we have over saying of you know you can't do us dirty in that way and put us in that. But mm-hmm. I hope this offensive line thing doesn't rear its ugly head into those episodes. Probably will, but no one knows. Yeah. But overall, I was well, actually I mean, yeah, man. I, I was shocked. They they gave us in a good light, surprisingly. And uh, it was actually mm-hmm. quite funny too. It was uh, it was very good. I just I just yeah, hate it, man, because we're gonna have a ba- lot of bandwagon fans. But other than that, I love it too. So, <laughs> it's still, still yeah, flight twenty three I mean, is the best. I, I'm still on them. Yeah, I mean Aaron Rodgers coming here. There's a lot of people that's picking up that green and white jersey simply because eight's in the building. So listen, Rusty, I got to yeah. slide off. I got a lot of callers. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you. All right. Absolutely, Joe. Salutes to you and salutes to all the fellow savages. Let's go, Jets. Absolutely. Let's go, Jets, man. Again, the number to call in is 515-602-9639. is number. Call in. I'm taking all callers. Again, when you call in, please be patient. We will get to everyone. This is a two-hour show. All right, trust. We will get to everyone. Savages in the chat, I see you. We will come to you as well. Put your questions in the chat if you have them, okay? I will come to you folks in between the calls, all right, because we get to everybody. Keep in mind, though, I'm one man, okay? Also, new callers, when you call in, make sure that your lines are good, you're ready to go, okay? And also, no cursing, okay? I don't allow cursing on my show. It's one of my only rules. It's a family show, okay? If you curse, I get you out of here fast. I'm talking fast, and then we got Jamal Adams out of here. That was fast. <laughs> that was fast. That was real fast. It wasn't fast enough, though. I was hoping we got him out of here before the draft. We could have had, like, C.D. Lamb. or, But it was fast. 
everybody wants to celebrate that trade now. I remember when it wasn't celebrated when your boy was talking about getting rid of him for two years before we did. Okay. <laughs> I like reminding people of that. Okay. I took a beating. <laughs> but here we are, right? We're going to get to these lines, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. Please like the stream if you haven't already. Subscribe. If you like to hit the cash app, please do. Uh, if you want to hit the super chat to support the stream as well, please do. Anything you give to the platform is greatly appreciated, okay? Also share the stream along your social media with your friends and your family, all right? Next into these lines, we're going to go to 516. 516, we're coming directly to you. Tim, Steve, hold on a second. Trust, we're going to get to you. 516, we're coming directly to you. 516, you're looking like a new caller. Give me your name, where you're from, and give me your thoughts about everyone's concern with the Jets' offensive line. Area code 516. 516, if you have your on mute, take yourself off of mute. I'm waiting on you. 516, going one. 516. Hello. Going twice. Hello? 516? Hello? Yes, yeah. hello. Oh, thank you for taking my call. You called in? I, uh, Go ahead. Yeah, I heard you uh well, I heard you first at the uh on the Jake Asman show like last week, so I'm happy you got on oh, hey. got to see you know, get some some new Jeff content, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. I Come a little closer yeah, to yeah. your phone. Come a little closer to I don't know oh, if you yeah, have me yeah. on a headset or something. Can you, yeah, come can a you hear me better phone. now? Yeah, I can hear yeah, you better you now. Me? All right. So, yeah, give me okay. your name, where you're from, and give me your thoughts about the concerns uh, surrounding the New York Jets offensive line. Okay. So, uh, my name is Terrell, and I'm from Long Island, okay. New York. Okay. Yeah. Um, Strong Island, let's go. Strong Island, exactly, yeah. Um, I, I got to push back a little bit with you with the whole you, – you're saying that – with AVT having to play uh, guard, I, I think he's got he's got to play tackle, and uh, it's 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 really important. Of course, he's a uh, you know all pro caliber uh, guard, but like like uh, Robert Sala was saying, he's like still a Pro Bowl level tackle. We need something like that. Um, the bookends are very important. We're going against some really mm-hmm. good edge rushers. We have a. Uh, uh, you know, Micah Parsons, week two against the Cowboys. I mean, we can't have yeah. Aaron Rodgers go down. We can't have Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. you know, not have any time. Like, you know, the good thing about Aaron Rodgers is, you know, he could go deep, you know. He could get the ball out quick, too, which is great, you know what I mean? That'll that'll help the offensive line. But I want to see him make some nice deep plays to, to Garrett Wilson and whoever, Corey Absolutely. Davis. And, you know, that takes time, you know. So I, I, I don't mm. see how this offensive line, how it's constructed right now, how we can get by and how Rodgers isn't, you know, beat up by, by, by mid, you know, midseason. I'm, I'm very concerned, mm-hmm. very, very concerned. No. Listen, Terrell, and I hear you, okay? And I hear you. And, again, I want to thank you for calling in. Salute to Jake Asman as well. For those of y'all that don't know, I uh, recently went on the Jake Asman show again. Uh, you know, salute and respect to him. I love coming on the show and talking football with him. Uh, yeah, listen, I hear you, okay? And I want to give you some pushback on that. I understand people – listen, ATV played very solidly for us at tackle. Now, I don't know about Pro Bowl tackle. Again, we didn't see enough of that uh, throughout the year. But we do know that he's an unbelievable guard. That's what we do know, okay? I watched him at SC. He played tackle there. I think he's phenomenal. 
But I think that if we can keep him at guard where he's dominant, that was, that is where he will be best suited. Um, I'm not against mm-hmm. moving him out to right tackle. If that's what you have to do, right? If that's what we absolutely have to do, I've gone on record and talked about it. Your boy, okay, fine, let's do it. When we had to do it, I believe it was last season, we did it and everything worked out. But that's not like what he really is in the league. He really is an all-pro dominant guard, so I'd like to keep him there. I think the best thing for us to do is figure out this tackle position. And we got these guys here, figure out what the heck is going on with Dwayne Brown and when he's going to be able to come back. Hopefully if he comes back, I would think you just slot him for the left tackle position because he's never played any other position. But these guys, Billy Turner, Max Mitchell, what's going on with Makai Becton? Why is he playing with the second team? Why isn't he out there at right tackle? That's my, that's my biggest question. Is this guy so, that we talked about being a guy that can step in and be dominant, why hasn't he been put out there at right tackle with the first team guys? When we've seen him, he's looked great. So between Billy Turner, Max Mitchell, and Makai Becton, I'm thinking that there should be some kind of solvent to the right tackle position. Give me your thoughts on that. Yeah, I, I, you know, that's the other thing, too. You know, you, you said earlier in the show, you said um, we haven't been talking about Mekhi Becton enough. I think we've been talking about him way too much for somebody that's given us absolutely nothing on the field. We cannot trust mm-hmm. in this guy. We can't rely on him. Like, the way that we should be seeing it and how the Jets organization should be seeing it is he's basically – he's just a bonus. You know, if he if he contributes at all, it's a bonus, but we're not relying on him at all. You know what I mean? Because he just he hasn't he, he hasn't shown that he could stay healthy. So I'm not mm-hmm. getting my hopes up for Beckton. And people that are saying, Oh well we need this we need Beckton for the offensive line to be good. If we need Beckton for the line to be good, we're in bad we're in we're in we're in bad shape. We're in really, really bad shape. So uh, like in, in a world where everything can come true, I would love to have Beckton start at that right side and be a force and all the other stuff, but I, I don't. I don't live in in fairyland. I don't. I just. I don't. You know. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't. I don't see that as a real possibility. And the reason why I'm saying to kick AVT out to tackle, it's a lot easier to to get a guard. Guards are just more readily available. You could you could pick them up. You could trade them. They're they're paid less. Like the, a, a tackle is the second highest paid position in the league. You know. So it's tough to get a good one or, or really to get any of them. They're so scarce. But you could get a pretty good guard. Um, and what's his name is available? Dalton Reisner. Think... He's available. Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I, listen, I hear, your, I hear your take, but I don't think that's necessarily true as well. Like you can just miss and match guards that easy. Anybody remember we had Greg Van Roten here recently? He was awful. You're talking about just getting a great guard. Lakin Thomason is here. He's not very good either. Right? Like, it's, and, that, and, and, and I'm sorry. And that, and that. guard. Yeah, we've had issues at guard as well. So, and that's that's the other part of what I was speaking about as well earlier was that listen, Lakeland Thomason. Everybody's talking about him. Lakeland's a guy that has, is on a prove-it year as well this upcoming season. Because if he don't step up this year, and if he plays like he did last season, he's going to be gone at the end of this upcoming season. They're going to find a way to get him up out of here. So there's questions outside of just right tackle on our offensive line as well. But just thinking it's easy to put together a line, it's not very easy. But the reason why I think a lot of people, including myself, are looking at Makai Beckman as a viable option is because he kind of has to be because he's part of the mix. Because the New York Jets didn't draft a tackle as early. There was guys that were available. Of course, we know Broderick Jones. That guy was gone. But there were guys, Anton Harrison. There was other guys as well in the, in the draft that we didn't take. We took Carter Warren, but that was later. And he has injury concerns as well. 
But there were guys available, and we didn't do that. We also didn't snatch up any top-tier tackles in free agency or nothing like that. So Joe Douglas put this in a situation, and again, Joe Douglas has been phenomenal. I want to be clear, Terrell, and to everybody else who's listening, I'm not bashing Joe Douglas. What I'm saying is that we came into this offseason knowing that the offensive line was a question mark because of injuries and other issues. We also knew that even with Dwayne Brown coming back, he's 38, he's not here for the future. We knew that there was question marks about Makai Becton. He hadn't played in two years, and the fan base was furious with him because of weight concerns and, and injury concerns as well. So we knew that tackle was a big question mark. So why was it more done to address it outside of just Billy Turner? Even the other guys, right. after Max Mitchell, there was questions about him too. This is, this is just, you know, again, I'm speaking here to the people. We knew that Max Mitchell was a concern this, past, this last season. He finished the season on IR. He had blood clots, and before that, he, he had a knee injury. So there, all these, everything that I'm talking about right now, I've been talking about since the offseason. So that's why I think that a lot of people are looking at Makai Becton because not only is he back in shape physically, we see him, he's phenomenal, but he's back up, upstairs mentally, he's in shape, and the confidence is building in that knee. So the question mark starts to, okay, he's looking smooth, he's looking good out there. Why not try him at right, team, or at right tackle with the first team and see what he can give you? Because he's the guy that's the missing piece. I believe that in his brain, I'm, I'm going to throw it back to you, Terrell, to get your final words before we move on. Mm-hmm. I believe in his brain he knows that that left tackle position, probably gone, especially with Aaron Rodgers coming out and saying that we're, we're going to play Dwayne Brown. I don't think Aaron Rodgers would say that unless he was tipped in that Dwayne Brown's probably going to be the starting left tackle because they're just going to have him out there starting. Even with Sulla saying things like, Dwayne Brown's coming back, we're going to figure things out, Right. So why not right. put Becton out there? I'll give you the final words on this uh, questions along the offensive line. Go ahead. Thank you. Um, yeah, I got to say, you know, first off with the whole, you know, the state of the offensive line right now, um, Joe Douglas has been great, and I love Joe Douglas, and I'm sure you do, but when he was hired, mm-hmm. that was his specialty was the O-line, you know, and that's what made yeah. me so excited yeah. about us getting him was, okay, we're going to go back to how it was like Mangini, how he built the team, like inside out, like the offensive line is going to be really good and, and the defense line is going to be really, you know, and then we're going to have a full, a, a good team, you know. And mm-hmm. that hasn't really transpired. Now, thank goodness he's drafted well outside of that. He's got Sauce and Garrett Wilson and all these other guys, and, you know, he's built a pretty good team. But what he came here to do he failed on. And you mentioned a couple of them, Gre- Greg Van Rotten. I'll call him Ryan because he's been terrible. <laughs> him and George Van. No, seriously. And and Lakin Tomlinson and all these guys. Connor McGovern and dud after dud after dud after dud. And it's like, holy cow, can we just can we get something going here? So, I, I mean, we have to, you know, at least, you know, give Joe Douglas a little bit of grief about that. Like, I mean, you got to get this together. This is your forte, your specialty. But just to talk about what's going on now with Becton, Robert Sala was he, – he gave an interview, and, he, and he's saying, you know what, they're, basically he was saying they're kind of handling him with kid gloves, you know. Like, he has to do the little things first. He has to show that he can get through a full game. He only played, like, seven or nine snaps or whatever. They wanted him to play 25 yeah. or something. So yeah, he he's got to like show snaps, these yeah. little – Right, so if he could show these steps 
And he's got to, you know, he, he even says, like, he's got to get through a full week of practice. If he could do those little things, then I think that he could be in serious contention to be, you know, on the starting line or whatever. But I, I got to tell you, I think he's cut. I think he's either cut or traded for a late-round draft pick. I don't see him on wow. the team at all. I think they're fed up with him. I think they're tired of the what if. Is he going to play? Is he not? Oh, he's going to get hurt again. And I think that they don't like that he came out and spoke about, like, spoke out about the injuries. I don't know if you remember when Ty Johnson got cut. And, um, you know, he, he, he spoke out about how the Jets handled his injuries and didn't care when he got injured. And Beckton, like, mm-hmm. kind of supported him. Like, yeah, you know what, they didn't, they didn't really care when I got hurt and all this other stuff. So, anyway, that, that's my big I, – I, I, really, I don't even think he's on the team. So, I, wow. I, I just I, – I want to see this, this, this offensive line really gel together. I hope that they can make a move, maybe sign another player, maybe some other guys get cut, you know, cap uh, casualties, you never know. But uh, I'm I'm really nervous about this line. But I think it starts with kicking ABT out to to tackle. But I just I want to take thank you okay. for taking my call. I'll, I'll definitely tune into the rest of the show, and uh and, and and thank you for your content. I appreciate it. Absolutely, listen, Terrell. Thank you for calling in. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you. All right. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Right, you have a good one. Listen, Terrell calling in. I want to hear all aspects. I want to hear all takes. Okay. All right. I'm not just a. Uh, you know, not just a guy that wants everyone to agree with me 24 hours a day. That's why I do this show. I love hearing from the people, all right? Salutes to all the savages in the chat and going back and forth. We're going to keep getting to these lines because they are hot, okay? Again, new callers, when you call in, please be patient. We'll get to you. And make sure you don't have a crazy background, all right? I need to be able to hear you. Make sure you have a good connection. And, again, don't curse on my show, all right, because that's the only rule. I'll get you out of here. I'm talking fast, fast. Fast we got a lot of more out of here. That was fast. <laughs> Yo, Elijah Moore, okay, asked for a trade. Zach Wilson as a starter. And then got traded with Aaron Rodgers as a starter. Oh. <laughs> oh baby. That had that had to that had to sting a little bit. It has to. You had to look at that and be like, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute, okay? Ooh, that would, that would, I'll be hot. I'm not going to lie. Next, <laughs> get into these lines again. Subscribe if you haven't already. Hit that notification bell so when I post content, you'll be in the know. Also, give the stream a thumbs up, okay? Share it across the social media with your friends and your family. I greatly appreciate all of it. Again. Salutes to all the savages. Rusty in the chat says, got to keep Beckton 100%. He will be him. He has to fix his brain. He's there. Yeah. Uh, there, listen, uh, and again, I, like I said, I come to the savages in the chat. There's a lot of people that want to get rid of Makai Beckton. That is not a new concept. A lot of people have been talking about it. I'm not with that. I am against that. I think that he can be a guy that can step up. But, uh, you know, there's some issues here along the Jets offensive line that's got to be fixed. And I think Beckton just constantly working with the second and third team is like, okay, when is he going to get his shot to work with the first team? That's a big question. So we're going to get back to these lines again. 515 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Next, I'm going to go to my guy, Tim. I'm coming directly to Tim. 
Listen, you. Tim is a solid caller, and for those of you that do not know, before I even let Tim talk, because he's going to bring some fire takes, I just know it. For those of you that do not know Tim, he's a savage. <laughs> Damn, Tim. All right. Man, we are talking. Tim, we talking tonight, all right? There's a lot of things moving and shaking around the New York Jets. Had the Panthers a joint practice, and immediately uh, the concerns around the New York Jets offensive line just rose up. Burns was doing whatever he wanted to do, and there was a lot of pressure on Aaron Rodgers. Frustration felt from him. Frustration as well uh, from the coaching staff. Give me your thoughts right now on all the concerns surrounding the Jets' offensive line, and do you think the New York Jets need to look into trading for Zach Martin? Do you think that that could be the solvent there? All right, well, before I start, Joe, just happy to be on the show again. Good to talk to you. Um, Let me just open up this bag, these five bags of chips. I'll turn on my (laughs) dial-up Internet. Let me put the fan on real quick. Uh, All right, we're good. So – let me just say something, and I, and this is a world premiere hot take dropping first time here on, on Long Beach Show's radio show. I want Go you ahead. to rewind the clock. I want you to rewind the clock to our last phone mm-hmm. call, okay? It was exactly, mm-hmm. you know, about one week ago, and mm-hmm. everybody was talking about Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron yeah. Rodgers. And I yeah. called you up, and I mm-hmm. said to you, Talk. Hey, you, nobody's oh. really talking about this, Joe. I think these are my words oh. verbatim. Nobody, nobody's really talking about this right now, but I'm concerned about the offensive line. I feel yes, like that could be our biggest weakness. And for the yes, and, and it was kind and it was kind of quiet for two days, and then after two days, where, what did I see? I saw Pat McAfee talking about it. I saw mm-hmm. Jake Asman talking about it. I saw mm-hmm. NFL Network talking about it, and mm-hmm. now all of a sudden. It's all about the offensive line. So it's kind of funny how that works, huh? Yeah. No, and again, and I remember that call. And for those of you that do not know, okay, my show's recorded, okay? <laughs> it's recorded. I don't edit. Nothing. Go back and watch right. it, baby. Go back and watch it. Go back it, baby, and watch right? it. On the, on the show, you, on, the, on the YouTube channel, you can go back and watch it. I'm also on Blog Talk. I'm on iTunes as well, okay? The Long Beach Joe Show on iTunes. You can go. And listen to that show, and I remember we had quite a hearty discussion about the offensive line. Yes, we did. Line. We did. Yes, we and did. I was, yes, we did. As we know, I've talked about the offensive line and my concerns with it as well. And, yeah, it, it seems like this has really become, you know, something that's jumped to the forefront where people are now concerned about what's going on. But I've been talking about this as well, and you have to. Uh, but I've been talking about it as well since the jump of camp because when camp that's started, right. there was talks that – man, this offensive line looks really bad against our front. Now, again, the Jets' front is phenomenal. So some people just shook it off to going, hey, it's Quentin Williams. It's, or not, well, Quentin Williams. Yeah, Quentin, it's Quentin Williams. It's, it's all these guys, you know, that's out there. Carl Lawson and all the, you know, that's just what it is. And, of course, they don't have pads on, right? But then when pads yeah, got yeah, put yeah. on, it was, hey, <laughs> we're still having problems mm-hmm. out here, right? And not only that, but yeah. we also heard about the pre-snap penalties, too. Right, we heard that too. Mm-hmm. Right, constantly in camp. And then so, we got, and then we got, as, the, we got the weirdness with Beckton on the second string. That's adding to all this weirdness yeah. now too. So, so, so you know, these things have been going, but you know, I'm not here to to shove anything in people's face. 
I'm here to talk to the people. Uh, that, that's why I'm here, tape. though. That's why I'm here, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to shove it in their face because you know what? We were a week ahead of everybody else. I'm taking the credit. I don't care. We deserve it. We spend our time. So, we're, you know, hot, hot take, world premiere, you know, Long Beach show, New York Jets. You know, that's it. That's it. We were first to market with that news that, that the, the number one concern is the offensive line. We've been talking about it since the summer. We've, way before even training camp, we've been going back and forth, back and forth about, you know, if Mackay back – I remember us having a conversation months ago about how we could have possibly the best offensive line in the league if we don't have to worry about Mackay Beckton and ABT yeah. Has, yeah. A, has a comeback year. We get t- this was before we got Tittman in the draft even, and we were talking about getting yeah. Tittman in the draft. So, mm-hmm. so it goes back even before that. And yeah. I, remember speci- I remember specifically saying to you at that time too, mm-hmm. which is months and months ago, that mm-hmm. yeah, that yes, I agree with you, and 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 yes and no, right? Because it's like it's mm-hmm. the most vol- It was also the most volatile offensive line in the league because we got a guy yeah. coming off a major injury. We got another guy mm-hmm. who's just a gigantic question mark, and I mean that literally. He is gigantic and also a question mark, Makai Becton. So, <laughs> you know, that's where we're at. And months and months later, here we are talking about the same exact thing. And I mm-hmm. think the reason that is, intrinsically, even if you're not looking at the analysis, is because we just haven't added enough. We just haven't mm-hmm. added enough. We just we didn't go out okay. and, and add enough guys. And now, uh, do we go after Zach Warren? Hell yeah. One more big body Talk is to not going to hurt. One more big body okay. is not going to hurt. That's the way I see it. Okay. You know, Zach Martin, okay. he's going to be – he's a Hall of Famer, isn't he? I, well, I don't know if I mean, he's a Hall of Fame. I'll, I'll tell you this. He's phenomenal. I will say that. Yeah. He's phenomenal. And, again, I'm not – I have a lot of friends that are Cowboys fans. I do watch the Cowboys often. Some people try to say things about me and my love for the Cowboys, okay? I, I like a – you know, again, I'm forced to watch the Niners as well. Relax, okay? Everybody knows I'm a Jets fan through and through. But he is a phenomenal guard. And I want to go walk down this road with you, okay, as far as this this topic. I want to I get your thoughts on this because you said – Absolutely, we should trade for Zach Martin. So my question then becomes, right, are you willing to give Zach Martin the type of money that he's asking for? He wants to get paid like a top guard, right? Top guards right now, $21 million a season. $21 to $20 million a season. I think the guy, uh, there's there's a guard with the Falcons right now. I think that's a top-paid guy. He's getting 21 per season. Quentin Nelson, who – my God, Quentin Nelson is phenomenal. He's getting paid, I think, $20 million a season. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. The Jets right now, $16 million on the cap. I think next year we got $16 million. That's a lot of finagling. Are you willing to give him that money? And then my second part to my question, because I want to get your thoughts on this, what do you mm-hmm. give up to the Cowboys to make the trade? They're not going to take a bag of peanuts for it. Give me your thoughts. All right, so so my answer you know, is is conditional on – a couple things. So we, we just saw them come out and free up the $30 million in the Aaron Rodgers pay cut. We don't know behind the scenes, you know, and this is the part that could change. Uh, we don't know if Aaron Rodgers specifically said that I'm going to take the pay cut, but I specifically want you to go out and get two more guards or a guard and a tackle or something like immediately. 
Um, we don't know that. And it's possible that he did. It's absolutely possible because when you look at it, you're freeing up all this money for this year. And where are the gaps? I mean, we're pretty solid at wide receiver. Uh, we're pretty solid at tight ends. We have some depth there even. We're, we're, we have some depth at running back. So, you know, we need offensive line. And yeah. I think my my instinct tells me that he freed up that money specifically to get a couple bigger dudes in the building in front of him. And mm. okay. I, I tend to believe if Zach Martin's name is getting introduced into the media that he's one of the guys that they're looking at. So do I think it's mm. possible that they go out and pay him top dollar maybe? I think it's yes. The answer is yes. I think it's possible that they do that. Do I think it's probably the, the most the, the the best move? I don't know. I mean, it depends on what's left in the market. If there's absolutely nothing left, mm-hmm. and you want to mm-hmm. win now, and you need a, another big guy, then I would mm-hmm. pay the money. Yeah, I mean, listen, you know, I because hear. because we're right. already we're already kind of we're already kind of screwed in the dra- draft next year. And I'm sorry if that's not an okay word, but. Uh, we, no, we don't have a lot in the draft next year already, so it already mm-hmm. seems like, you know, what do we have to lose at this point? It's clear that they're going all in this season. So mm-hmm. there's going to be fallout next year regardless, just like there is on, with mm-hmm. any team that, try, that tries to put together, you know, this type of uh, juggernaut. So, mm-hmm. you know, hey, add the guy, let's go for the gold. You know, what's, okay. You know, what, okay. what's the, so the, the, the difference? The difference is what, Joe? Like six million? Like if we get a yeah. guy on the I lower mean, end, that, what's he going to be like fourteen a year? Yeah, I mean, yeah, but and again, I think we, you know, we're talking about you know bringing in guys. I remember when we were hurting at tackle after, uh, you know, our starting tackle had went down, and we had some when Beckton and went down. Uh, and there were some issues we were trying to find guy, and we just ended up with Dwayne Brown because he was the guy that was out there in free agency, and people were screaming I remember. for the that's, Jets to trade right. for a tackle. I remember it like it was yesterday. And mm-hmm. Joe, those guys, top tackles, top guys, they just don't – it just don't come free like that. You know, you end up with a guy on a waiver wire. But my final question for you, Tim, because you talked about you want Zach Martin, and I get it, and we should draft capital. What is the most that you're willing to give up, though? Because I'm assuming – I'm assuming – that we just have that our first round is going to be gone because that's going to go to Green Bay for Aaron Rodgers. That's what I assume. I think Aaron Rodgers takes more than sixty-five percent of the snaps. So that leaves us mm-hmm. right with a second rounder mm-hmm. and some change. Okay, that leaves us with a second rounder, a third rounder, a fourth rounder, a fifth, and a seventh. What is the most you're willing to give up for him? Mm. Well, I'm going to give the responsible answer, and then I'm going to give the Tim answer. Is that all right? <laughs> so the, ahead, respons- the, 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 the responsible answer is a fourth round and then whatever he wants salary-wise. The, the well, irresponsible okay. Tim answer is we're yeah. already depleted in the draft next year. I don't, I don't care what they get. if they give him a second or third. I, I wouldn't care. All right. All right. I don't, I don't think the Cowboys will take a fourth. I think they're going to be asking for a bit more, but I hear you. Okay, and that's and that's the question. And even when we talk about giving up draft capital, you got to keep in mind that there's still questions at the tackle position, still. And the draft capital mm-hmm. that we give away today was supposed to continue to fix those issues going into the future. Beckton, no fifth year option. He can walk. Dwayne Brown, thirty eight. Mm-hmm. 
probably not going to be here for the future. That leaves you with, mm-hmm. with Billy Turner, Max Mitchell, and Carter Warren. Major questions going for it. Listen, Tim, I got to slide off because we got callers, okay? Next time I have a show, mm-hmm. I want to hear from you, all right, my friend? You know it. All right, man. Go Absolutely. Jeff. Thanks. You have a good one. Listen, we're going to keep getting to these lines. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers, okay? <laughs> Let me tell you something. The lines are hot. Chris, we just lost your call back. We we're going to go to Chris. Next, we're going to go to my guy, Val. Val, we're coming to you. Steve, Chris, hopefully we can get back other callers. Hold on. We're going to Val. Listen. Val, for those of you that do not know, this man, Val, he is a savage. Val, salute. I want to thank you. (laughs) Val, listen, we've been talking that talk, man. People are questioning the Jets' offensive line now ever since the joint practice. What are your thoughts on this situation? What are your thoughts on people saying that we should kick ATV out to right tackle? Man, listen, uh, yeah, it's looking like that, man. If we don't get something done, I definitely feel like we have to, you know, address that situation because it's definitely Mm – every time – listen, this whole show has been about offensive line. Every time we talk about offensive line, you know what this reminds me of? Just like a a, a video just stuck in my head. It's when Mike – Mike White got speared in that Buffalo Bills game. Yes. And that yes. is what's that, that is what's scaring me right now because we've been having an offensive line issues since since uh, forever, since the Mark Sanchez era, basically. That was the mm-hmm. that was the last time we had a good offensive line. But other than that, man, we really have to get something done. I feel like we have to um Get some free agents. You you know you see that um, Aaron Rodgers he took a thirty five million dollar pay cut. I know we're trying to yeah. get the Dalvin Cook situation together. We're gonna see what's gonna happen with that down the line because we do have to probably address the running back position because we don't know if Brees Hall is gonna be ready. But before we mm-hmm. even talk about that position, we gotta really address the offensive line because yeah. yes, they're not gonna able to box the you know what I'm saying they're not gonna be able to box the the line and stuff like that because we got Aaron Rodgers. We actually have a, a quarterback, but when it comes to like you know running the ball effectively and passing and at least give Aaron Rodgers some time to to throw the ball, which he will have time, but we want to give him extra time and have him that protection. Because listen, man, after I just watched the playoffs and watched the Super Bowl, it was all about pass rushers getting to that quarterback, and they have some yep. real good pass rushers. I mean, man, you seen what that happened to the Giants when they went against the Eagles? There's your example yeah. right there. That's why you yeah. have to have a good offensive line. So we have to address that. And I, I feel like we are falling asleep. We're already in August. We're in the beginning of August. Um, they're probably going to um, re- reevaluate what's going to happen in this game. Mm. But we definitely have to address that situation this this time around and stuff like that, especially next week. And I can't wait to see hard knocks, you know, um, about this situation because we're going to get more in-depth and, of course, on Jets Drive and stuff, which has been very yeah. good, by the way, too. Yeah, listen, there's an, and we'll talk, we'll talk about hard knocks a little bit later, but 
Yeah, I mean, One Jets Drive has been doing their thing as well. That whole Flight 23 thing, our, our whole Jets media really has been doing a really good job uh, covering the Jets and really stepped up production-wise and all that. I really like I really like the Jets, you know, stuff that they're doing for their media department. I really do. Uh, you know, when I catch it, I really enjoy it. So I want to give them their love as well. But going back to this Jets offensive line, there's a lot of question marks going forward, and I want to get your thoughts on this, man. A lot of people want to make the move for Zach Martin. Is that a guy that you want? A lot of other people want David Bacciardi as well. I mean, what are your thoughts on those two guys? Who would you want to take if you see the Jets making a trade for either one of those guys? I'm going to be so real. I don't really know particular because I don't really watch a lot of Cowboy games. And, and um, mm-hmm. I heard there's a guy on, on the Saints as well, too, that's actually good as well. Like, he's trying to be mm-hmm. on the move as well, too. So, listen, any option that is open and they're not too old, like, you know, they're not going to have – they're going to have at least two or three more years onto them and stuff, and they're a good offensive mm-hmm. line, and they have a good reputation and being a team player as well, too, and that can elevate this team. I'm all with it. Um, not to extend to the, um to diminish the team or anything, like to mess up the team's chemistry. And, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm all for it. we got to explore all options because, listen, we're trying to make a run, and – we got the Eagles. Like I said, we have no time. Our our schedule yeah. is we have no time yeah. to build our chemistry at all. It's right off the back we're going against hard teams. Right off the back. It gets easier yeah. towards the end. But the beginning, we're gonna it's gonna be tough in the beginning. We're gonna be yeah. in games that is gonna be very close and it's gonna be national games, there's gonna be some calls that's gonna which <laughs> that's another question too. There's been a lot of calls. <laughs> A lot of calls. Mm-hmm. We have to address that situation as well, too. That's why we have to get mm-hmm. the chemistry together. By the way, because mm-hmm. if we're getting calls back and we're going third and 10 and third and 12 and stuff like that or, or anything yep. to help um, mess us up and stuff, we got to really address that. So, you know, I yep. definitely we have to address that for sure. Yeah. You know what else is, is, is something I think a lot of people haven't been talking about and I've been an advocate for? is I know that, that, that Robert Sella has talked about not playing any of the Jets starters uh, this preseason, uh, especially not before the mm-hmm. Giants game. And he's even said, even in the Giants game, not playing anybody. I think that that could be a misstep. And let me tell you, you folks, mm. why I think that that could be a misstep is because this New York Jets offense in particular has to come out and start fast early. We have to come out and be able to score points early, okay? Now, again, we're already struggling on the offensive line, but you have to keep in mind that Nathaniel Hackett just brought that new scheme here. So there's a lot of ticks, a lot of things that guys have to understand and go out there and execute today, especially with the expectations that we have to be a Super Bowl contender, right? Generally, it is very tough to install a new scheme, especially offensively, in particular offensively. It is tough to – uh, implement a new scheme and get it to really vibe right off the bat. It is very hard right. to do that, especially, again, offensively. You've seen it across the league. We saw it even in Green Bay. When, when LaFleur first got there, you all can go back and look at it. When LaFleur first got there, Hacker was there. They brought these guys in. That Green Bay offense had a tough time, like, getting started. Go back. I'm telling y'all, go back, because uh, everyone knows I love Aaron Rodgers. Everyone knows that, even before he got here. Go back and look at that first season, him and LaFleur. Go back and look in December about their offensive struggles, how they guys were running the wrong routes. 
Guys didn't know where they were supposed to be. There was issues along the up front too. Some guys were missing blocks. Like there was, it, that's just stuff that happens, right? So Absolutely. if you're not going to play your, if you're not going to play your starters, right in the preseason, and I'm not saying playing for the whole game. Before y'all tweet me, no, <laughs> I'm not saying playing for the whole game. That's not what I'm saying. At least a quarter. I'm saying, play, I'm just saying a series. <laughs> Give me a series, okay? <laughs> Give me a series or two where you're out there because the only there's only like a handful of guys that truly know what it's like with Aaron Rodgers under center in this offense functioning at 100% during game time with a defense, an NFL defense trying to take your head off. It's Billy Turner, of course, Aaron Rodgers, Tim Boyle, Lazard, Cobb, and uh, Lazard, Cobb, and Nathaniel Allen, and, and yeah, and Alan yeah. Bard. Like, like that's it's only. What about all the other guys that we talking about? Garrett Wilson, he's missed time during practice as well because that ankle injury. He's coming back. We talk about the issues along the offensive line. They've also had a lot of pre-snap penalties as well. Learning this new scheme, right? We got all these guys: C.J. Uzama, Tyler Conker. All these guys are new to this offensive scheme. They need to be out there together and need to know what it feels like to have eight under center. So they can get that familiarity because if you're out there, again, you're still trying to get the scheme together in your head and you're thinking about where you have to go, you're not going to be able to play fast because you're going to be thinking, right? So that's my thing, and I think a lot of people are not talking about that. A lot of people are not talking about how, hey, this, this, like not playing these guys in preseason for at least a series could end up hurting them because we come out the gate against the Bills and they are not going to play around. They're not joking. Oh, no, Neither is any other team. And they've been playing? Neither is any, and yeah. been play- neither is any other oh, team we're going to play. Yeah, no, neither right. is any other team we play. They're not joking. They don't come out. Everybody has us circled on their schedule as we're playing them like this is the end of the world. We're going to play them like it's a Super Bowl. Okay? Like, seriously, even the teams we think are trash are going to give us their best because it's the Jets. Uh-huh. No hard knocks. And we got six primetime games. Yep. And we on NFL Network, CBS, NBC, ESPN, either, any TNT, ABC, whatever, the whole cooking network, any All place. the national games. <laughs> we everywhere. Okay? Everywhere. Nowhere to hide. We everywhere. So to come out and start cooking quickly, especially, again, when you play in teams like Kansas City, them boys get off the plane up 28. You better be ready to go. <laughs> oh, they dr- oh, they gonna they put it on. Give me your time. thoughts on that. I, I don't want to go on forever because I want to hear from the people. Give me your thoughts on that. Uh, give me your thoughts on that. Uh, that that take, uh, Val. Oh, oh, absolutely. Now, listen, you was preaching. I was letting you preach, man. Because listen, we have to <laughs> stop babying these players as well too. We did not have a mini camp, right? It, was it the mini camp? Or something like that. Yeah, no, no rookie mini camp. Yep, no mini camps. Talk, talk. I, I didn't want to go. I didn't want to go too exactly. long. Exactly. Yeah, no, no mini, mini camps. camps. I talked about that too. Go ahead. Exactly. And then on top of that, you're you're talking about not starting any of the players really against the Giants. I was I was hoping to see them against the Giants. This game, okay, like this is basically like our first preseason, but 
The second game, I wanted them to at least get out there, get the chemistry going and everything. This is, like you said, a new system. You're in placing a new system, so all the everybody has to get in quick to this new system. Like I said, there's no time. There's no time. I understand they're trying to avoid injuries, but at the same time, you have to get players ready for that contact and for people ready yeah. to knock your heads off and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So. I definitely think it's very important to get the players out there, get them ready, because, listen, Buffalo Bills, Cowboys, Patriots, Chiefs, the Broncos, don't sleep on the Broncos, even though we're going to be no. going to be on their heads as well, too. But they're going to be ready oh. to go as well, too. You got the Eagles, the Giants, the, the, <laughs> the Chargers, the Raiders. Man, Bruh. listen, man, listen have no time to play any games. We they are listen, they're talking about the Jets everywhere. 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 I looked in the comments everywhere. People was like, man, they they never talked about the Jets like this before. Man, they talk about the Jets more than that. I I couldn't even remember. This is the the last yeah. time they talked about the Jets was the Rex Ryan era. That was the mm-hmm. last time we really got talked about nationally. So mm-hmm. we have to really get prepared and address what we need to address. Yes, the running back yeah. position probably needs to get tweaked a little bit, but the offensive line is very important. And if your quarterback mm-hmm. took a huge pay cut, you got to take advantage. And, yes, and one of the callers did say, and I heavily agree with him, offensive line was Joe Douglas' strong suit. and He has not really came yeah. through with the offensive line as of yet. But ABT was the one that saved him so far. But as of mm-hmm. yet, it's been the offensive line has been questionable. The quarterback position has been questionable since he uh, – Aaron Rodgers is what, another person that he that kind of saved him as well too when it came to the um, free agency. But when it comes to drafting-wise, yeah. he hasn't really been gold. But that 2022 has been saving him as well too because that was a huge home run. But, you know, the of course, this um, – Around this time is going to be around this um this previous draft that we just have. We're going to see how this comes out. But Will McDonald's looking mm-hmm. like a monster, which I can't wait. Boy, to oh see, boy, you know. But boy, oh boy, boy those spins. You know what's crazy? I'm like, is that the one I, I talked about that. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I remember that <laughs> night. I was live. <laughs> I was live. Okay, and I remember when he got picked, and, and like almost everybody hated it. I clapped and I said, I oh, understand man. why. I'm not going to sit here and say that I pegged him to go to the Jets. I didn't, okay? You can go back and watch the shows, listen to it. I wanted Broderick Jones, and people told me, Joe, stop. We uh-huh. JSN. Don't talk to me about Broderick Jones. I was screaming, Broderick Jones, he got to be there. I even talked about uh, 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 Darnell, Darnell Wright. I talked about him, too, being an option. Right. All right. I also did draft shows. I had draft analysts come on here as well. We'll continue those <laughs> going into next year <laughs> and talking about the draft. That'll continue, too. The show's year-round. Y'all can go listen. And uh, I, rem- oh, yeah, I just know definitely. that pass rush matters in this, in this league a lot, especially with Broderick Jones not being on the board. But I was also confused because I would continue to go live throughout that draft that we did not take a tackle earlier than before we took Carter Warren because there was guys there. Uh, Harrison was there. There right. was other guys that were there too. Dwight Jones, remember Dwight Jones sliding? We were like, "What is going on here? Why should anybody take him?" I remember talking about him too. And there's big questions, and especially after Makai Becton not getting that fifth year option, I was like, "Uh, what's going on here?" You know? But, you would have thought we was getting an offensive oh, tackle. Yeah. Yeah, you, I'm saying 
But so, you know, there was questions there, but, you know, we're going to continue forward. We're going to see what happens. There's a lot of things moving and shaking against the line. Maybe Max Mitchell again. You know, maybe it was just something against the Panthers. But this line has major questions on it. And, again, people are just talking about that tackle position, which has been a concern since the offseason started. But there's questions at the center and guard position, too, because Connor McGovern, not good last year. And neither was Lakin Thomason. No. Ooh. Lakin Thomason oh, was people, bad. People was busting through that offensive line, man. Oh, man. Bruh, people he was, was busting so through that bad offensive line. Season. And the flags, Ooh. the flags as well, too, man. It's like we're, yeah. we're really not yeah. addressing the penalties as well, too, because that has been yeah. a huge problem. We, and, again, we've seen this, this previous um, preseason, but those are not mm-hmm. the offensive tackles that's going to be, you know, like those are not the offensive starting caliber players and stuff like that that's going to be out there but still that's still a problem and we have to at least address that situation so that offensive line coach he has to be on top tier he has to be on his game because this this Mm -hmm. year we're trying to go to the Super Bowl and if you're trying to go to the Super Bowl you have to make sure your offensive line is on point and you got to make sure your defensive Mm -hmm. line is on point and we don't have to really question the defensive line I think that's going to be pretty good for us but the offensive line definitely has to step up yeah, and that and that's the thing. Yeah, because they've been you know, killing the defense. Oh, yeah. yeah, the defense. There's no question. Oh. Like we all know that this defense. Especially, look at what we had last year. They were still a, a fourth ranked defense in the league. You give them more time off the field. The New York Jets' time of possession was awful last season offensively. It was near the bottom of the league. So this was a defense that was run out there that was often gassed and still was performing. The big question is the offense, and the big question along the offense because we've improved the wide receiver. Our tight end position is going to be better because we finally have an offensive coordinator that understands how to use, utilize them correctly. I know that people are talking about the yep. running back position. I, look, if we get Cook, fine. If we don't, I don't care because I really like Michael Carter a lot. I like Michael Carter and Bam Knight. I like them. And also uh, Izzy Anabanakanda, right? I think that that kid can be phenomenal as well. So I, I like our running back position yeah, as good. is. If we add Cook, fine. But this offensive line, that's the question mark there. So to continue forward, we know we have an upcoming game against the Carolina Panthers. Val, my final question for you, what player are you going to be keeping your eyes on in this upcoming game that you're looking at that you're thinking, man, if he don't start stepping up, he could actually be gone. He could lose his roster spot. Is there a guy that you're keeping your eyes on? (laughs) I would love to say Zach Wilson, but, you know, he's not going to be gone, though, but (laughs) – I'm definitely going to be looking at <laughs> But we're not going to talk about that. Yo, Val went right there. Stuff. Val went right there. He did not wait. He did not say, like, oh, well, you know, let me think. He went straight to Zach Wilson. Yo. Yo. Val did man, not play listen. no games at all, bro. No games. Here we go. <laughs> he is the next upcoming player that's gonna be our franchise. Uh, listen, I'm I still got eyes on him, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm I'm keep off a little bit. But Makai Becton, I'm definitely on Makai Becton. Jermaine Johnson mm-hmm. as well too. I want to see him get some sacks as well too because this is supposed to be his outs. Um, I, I feel like he's gonna have a really great season this year. But I definitely want to see him get some more of pressuring at the cornerback mm-hmm. at the. As rushing position, I want to see him at least get um get by the offensive line a lot more. I want to see him di- disrupt the uh, you know the quarterback just like how Will McDonald was doing because he was doing a great job. He's gonna have a lot of yeah. sacks. I could tell he has the potential. Oh, man. He definitely has the potential yeah. to do it. Oh yeah, 
I'm loving it. But, yeah, I'm definitely going to be looking out for those guys. And quick question, Joe, before I leave. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. What is going on with the Makai Becton situation? Do you think they're they're using him to boost his draft stock? I mean, his his trading. Like they're gonna put him on the I don't, trading. I don't think... Like he's on the trading block, and they're gonna try to trade him away. Yeah, quickly. I I just look at it like this. I don't know if he's on the trading block and they're looking to trade away. Chris, your back will come to you next. Okay, I want to hear from Chris. Steve, hold on a second. Listen. I don't think they're going to trade him away. I think that there's some things going on with that knee. Again, the new normal, he talked about it, the new normal for him and that knee injury is going to hurt someday. So I think that he's working with that knee. I don't understand why he's still on the second team. I think that they're taking it day by day with him, trying to make sure that he builds strength before they put him back out there. The big question to me that was kind of answered to me at this point, when Aaron Rodgers came back and said that they don't know they got to find their best five, but they know that Dwayne Brown's going to be a guy that they're going to play. To me, that signaled that Dwayne Brown's going to be this Jets starting left tackle whenever he comes back. Mm. That to, that's what it said to me because he don't play no other position along the offensive line outside of left tackle. That's it. Right. Because then that would compound. If you're bringing him back and he's going to play right tackle, that compounds the challenges for him. Now he's got to learn right tackle, which he's never played in the league. Now he's got to learn the new scheme, right, which he's never been a part of. And now he's got to gel with the offensive line with some of the, new, some of the pieces that we have here. That's like – that's three wow. on his head. <laughs> that's three on his top. Yeah, right? that's so true. And that coming happens. back from an injury as well, too. And that's four on his top, okay? So – I think they're taking it day by day with him. I don't, I don't know when he's going to get the chance to be with the first team, but if Max Mitchell doesn't secure that spot and he keeps looking as bad as he did against the Panthers, um, you know, we'll see what happens. But I don't think that I don't think they're looking to trade Makai Beckton at this point because I don't know exactly what you get Hopefully from him, not. right? Yeah, I'm, I'm right. I'm, I'm not being an option. Everyone knows I love. Makai Beckham, but I just don't think that they're no. looking to trade him right now. I don't. I think they want to see what he can bring, even though I'm sure there's frustration. There's been talks about frustration between him and the coaching staff, but I think they want to see what he brings. But they're taking it day by day with him. That's just a short end of it, to see what happens and where it goes. He's building strength in that knee. Everything in practice, he's moving well. He looks good. Val, he looked really good. And those seven snaps against Cleveland, he looked good. If he plays more than seven oh, snaps yes, against did. the Panthers and looks really good, boy, oh, boy. If he if he continues to just get better and better every day, and by maybe a week before the season looks like he's really ready, I could see him being the New York Jets starting right tackle. I think he could be. The I even heard right him pancake somebody. So if he's pancaking, talk that talk. pancaking people talk that talk. on a consistent basis, listen, he's the starter. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Listen, listen, okay. <laughs> listen, Val. I got a slide off. You have yourself a good one. All right. Yes, sir. You too, man. Everybody hit and like, subscribe to Joe's channel. Keep doing your thing, Joe, and I'm going to keep in tune, man. Let's go. Absolutely. Salutes. Listen, we got it. we're going to keep getting to these lines. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Again, be patient. We will get to everybody. Trust me, okay? It's a two-hour show for those of my new, uh, new uh, listeners or followers or people that are subscribing and just checking out the show. We do a two-hour show here. Okay, we have a lot of fun. Don't curse on my show because I'll get you out of here fast. I'm talking fast, all right? <laughs> Faster, we got Mike McCagney out <laughs> Mike McCagney was actually the New York Jets general manager at one point. That's insane. 
Next, we're about to go to my guy. I believe that this is Chris, okay? I believe that this is my guy, Chris, uh, 857. We're going to come to him. Steve, will come to you next. Hey, what's so up? Lose, for those of you that do not know Chris, before I even let him go, he's a savage, okay? Savage! Salutes. Listen, Chris, you're talking offensive line. I know you've been wanting to talk about the Jets' offensive line. There's a lot of concerns. Yeah. Okay? Watch him get the Panthers. He's, you got a lot of questions about Max Mitchell, people talking about Dwayne Brown yeah. coming back, that that's going to solve the issues. You mm-hmm. got Makai Beckton working with the second team. I don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. Give me your thoughts about the Jets' offensive line. I, I, I think that we're, we're getting Jet fever, and I think that we need to see the the the, the, first, the starting lineup on the field. Um, and then we make that decision. I think by the second or third of all-star the game, preseason game, and the practices, we'll know if these guys, if we have a decent offensive line. So what I'm saying is that when we get Dwayne Brown back, who's been in the league for 13-plus years, uh, who is very experienced at, at, at guarding and, and pretty good offensive lineman, when we get Makai Beckton back 100% healthy, and like Joe Tipman is coming up, he's working on the thing. I mean, B.J. Robinson is working with the third team. You think he ain't going to be the starting um, uh, running back for the thing? So I think we're getting the jet fever. I think we're panicking. And the, and here's the most thing about this offensive line. Those guys are backups, man. They're not even a starting lineup. So well, we panic, we're panicking, and we haven't even seen the, the starting offensive line yet. So let's see the, these guys, and then let's say let's trade for Zach Martin and let's make all these. Let's see these guys play. I mean, for they, these okay. guys have been playing good with the second team, and we we're going up. Mm-hmm. Let's see these guys play first, man. Let's not rush everybody in because then if somebody gets hurt, then everybody goes, oh, why did you guys play in the, in the regular season? It wasn't it wasn't that good, and you know everybody's gonna start. Thinking, I think we're just getting jet fever here. I think we're getting panic. Mm-hmm. I think we need to just calm down, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I okay. think it's, well, oh, okay. we need to make these trades. Listen, I no, I hear you. I hear you. Let me but let me give you some pushback. Okay. Now look, I I'm gonna say off the bat, the Zach Martin thing, I'm not the you know, I don't think that happens. All right, just to be completely honest with you. I'm not the biggest Zach Martin or I'm not the biggest make a trade for Zach Martin. I think it's gonna cost a lot. I think right. the trade capital is gonna All that's right. gonna be a lot. So I d I don't think that, that happens. But to say that the New York Jets uh, fan base shouldn't be concerned about this offensive line, I'm going to give you some pushback against that because it should be, we should be concerned. You're talking about Dwayne Brown. Dwayne Brown, right, who isn't like Trent Williams. He's a solid, a decent, you know, left tackle here. But there's questions with him coming back as well that I think you're forgetting. He's coming off of a shoulder surgery, right? So when he comes back, right. whenever he comes back, we don't know. Is he coming back a week before the season starts? Because if he does – then there's going to be questions about is he in football shape. Then he's coming off of that injury. Then he's coming into a new scheme, right, a brand-new scheme with Nathaniel Hackett, and then he's got to gel with the guys along the offensive line. He's not going to have enough time to do that. He's not. By the way, you're talking about Dwayne Brown like he's a guy that, yes, he's a veteran in this league, but do you remember last season? He missed a lot of time last season too. There's question about his health going forward. Yeah, but he had Zach Wilson as a quarterback. No, 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 listen, listen. We when when Makai Beckton went down, we went and got Dwayne Brown. Then Dwayne Brown went right. down, and he sat, I think, for a couple of weeks. Right? He sat for a couple of weeks, and he was not on the field. Right. So you got to wonder: Can he stay healthy for a full season here? Right? These guys that are playing yeah, along the offensive yes, line, they're not. There's starters out there in joint practice. They were playing with the ones. There was the ones that was getting beat out there. You talk about Max Mitchell. 
They're competing for the right tackle spot. We all knew coming into this offseason, we knew coming into camp that the left tackle, right tackle spot, at least we were sold, that there was going to be a competition at both of those spots. That Max Mitchell was going to be the guy that was going to compete in those spots along with Billy Turner and Mekhi Beckton. We all knew that. Right. Right? Yeah. So there is, there should be questions. There, there, listen, I get it, but I also understand the perspective of the rest of the fan base that has questions, like myself, about this offensive line because you're speaking about it as if it's kind of a, a sure thing. Lakin Thomason, not good last season. Not good at all. He was awful. Awful last season. He's on a prove-it year this year. Connor McGovern, he wasn't good last year either. Those guys are getting bulldozed. Bulldozed. You're talking about Joe Tipman. Joe Tipman currently is working with the third team. He's working with the second and third Right. He don't look like a guy right. that's going to be a starter either. ATV, phenomenal. Right? We, that's, the one, that's one of the one guys that we don't have a question mark about. We think he's phenomenal. Right. He's coming back off of an injury, but we think he's phenomenal. Okay? He, he's good, set in stone. That right tackle position, that's another question mark. Who's starting there? Is it Max Mitchell, who we saw get cooked in the joint practices? Is it Billy Turner? Is it going to be Makai Beckton? So all these questions, right, all these questions are legitimate, Chris. And I understand. I'm I mean, not legitimate. I mean I'm not saying legitimate. I'm not saying, I'm not saying legitimate, but how many – this is what I'm saying. How many offensive liners has three or four pro bowlers in there on their front line? I don't but I'm just, I'm just saying, you got to, you got to, you got to, you got to, you got to take, you got to take, you got to give. Listen, what I'm saying is that, you know, when you have Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback, right, and you mm-hmm. have a great, you have these weapons, and you have Zach, mm-hmm. Zach, Zach, for you know, Zach, Zach didn't, couldn't hit anything. He held the ball too long, and, and we were still in mm-hmm. games, and we were still, and Brees Hall was still running the football. So I'm just saying, mm-hmm. it's like I think that the, the, the strength of this team is going to be up the middle. We're going to be able to run. What's the good thing about it is we're going to be able to run the football. Now, you're not going to be pass rushing and stuff when you have the football. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I, I mm-hmm. think I think that Joe Douglas is a smart guy, right? I think he's very smart. Yeah. I think he has a plan A, plan B, plan C. Okay, let's see what happened with the, mm-hmm. with the Eagles last year. One of their, their, um, their offensive linemen went down, and they got Jason Peters, who is still a buy available. He's old, but... Jason Peters can still play this game. He was in the Super Bowl last year. Dalton Reiser is still out there. He's serviceable. Not every player on our team is going to be an all-star. And just because that there's all-stars on every team, Jet fans, listen, listen, listen. Just because we have all-stars on our team, every Jet fan should understand. Just because we have great players doesn't mean we're going to win a damn thing. Excuse my language. A darn thing. And we, and, and we, like I said, just because we have great players across the field doesn't mean yeah. – Hold on, Chris. Listen here. I don't think that anybody, including myself, thinks that the New York Jets have to have three polar bowlers along their offensive line. That's not true. But we need to have players that can adequately block. You just talked about the Eagles going to get Jason Peters. Do you remember last year we had Mekhi Beckton go down, right, again? And what did they do? They scrambled to sign a tackle. They scrambled to go get somebody. And we ended up with Dwayne Brown, right? So all this talk that – Jets fans aren't thinking that we need three pro bowlers along the line. At least that's not where I'm thinking, right? But we need serviceable guys. But all these guys that we're talking about have question marks outside of ATV. All of them. I'm not saying we need a pro bowl left guard, but I'm saying Lakin Thomason got to be better than what he was last year because he damn sure wasn't a pro bowler. He wasn't nowhere near close I mean, I I, I agree. So so there's no question about that. All, all these questions that we have are legitimate questions. I don't think think people think we have to have a – 
an all-star an all-star lineup here at the, at the offensive line, but we have to have credible guys that can block. Also, you talked about Aaron Rodgers being here. Yes, he is here, and he's going to uplift this offense and make it better. But even he's frustrated with the blocking. Even he's frustrated with the pressure. Aaron Rodgers can only do so much, okay? Listen, right. I watch Patrick Mahomes. I watch Patrick Mahomes go up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the Super Bowl, and I watch him get destroyed. And Patrick Mahomes right. is one of the greatest quarterbacks I've ever seen in my time of watching football. Right. Why did he get destroyed? Because nobody could block. That's why. Right. So even the greatest right. quarterbacks in the world, in the world, right. right, when they're not getting protected properly, they look very human. Okay? They look very, right. very human, just like the rest. I understand. You're right. right? You're right so about that, that is the importance of having quality offensive line play. So your quality is – your problem is, is death because that thing you said about Patrick at home, his left tackle went down the game before. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I think that's a good thing. I think that's – you know what I'm saying? I, I understand. I understand. Joe, I get what you're saying. I agree with 100%. What we see, I, we I, see I, Aaron Rodgers. But what I'm saying, saying, what I'm saying is that – Even if we're not talking about – hold on a second. Even if we're not talking about – uh, the offensive line going down, they had other guys as well along their line that was started. They couldn't block. What about Aaron Rodgers, 2020? The Green Bay Packers, yeah. uh, I think it was 2020, where he was getting hit a lot. He was getting hit a lot. Right. You don't want him to get banged yeah. around and smacked around a lot. That's not what I want. That's, that's my thing. I'm not talking about depth. The guys I'm talking about are starters. Lakin Tomlinson, to this point, right. has been thought as a starting left guard here. So is Connor right. McGovern, starting center. Right? Dwayne Brown, we're talking about it right now. He's pegged as a starting left tackle to this point. Everybody's talking about and waiting for him to come back. The right tackle position, Max Mitchell, everybody was talking about him being a starter. So these are all guys that I've talked about that are starters. These are not death pieces that I'm talking about at all. There's there's been questions along our starting offensive line. That's why everybody wanted Broderick Jones. But, again, I'll give you the final words. Max Max Mitchell and and Billy Turner were brought in as depth pieces. They weren't brought in as as starters, thing. And I'm just telling you, man. Everybody say, "Oh, Makai Beckton is hurt, and he's not gonna. He's not." Let me tell you something, man. This man got a family to feed, man. This man is really going to put this on the line. This 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 is contract year, and you're going to see the best out of this dude. I'm I'm just going to tell you Mm -hmm. that. And he's taking it slow because he wants to be there for the whole the whole season. But he's going to play his ass off. You can you can guarantee that. All you know, you're yeah. always talking about this. But you, I'm just telling you, you can guarantee. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you on this Long Beach show right now. It's eight forty-seven Eastern Standard Time, August eleventh. Every Jet fan that can oh. hear, you can guarantee that Makai Beckton will make a comeback this year. I'm not. I'm telling you that for you know what I'm saying. You can guarantee that because mm-hmm. I know this guy. This guy. This guy is is wants that that money. Okay. And I'm telling you, he's not going to he, – oh, he's hurt. He's, yeah, he's going to come back this year, but he's taking it slow. Let him take the, the secondary steps to get back and things, because if he went all out and he did this and this and this, everybody would be upset. But he, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Have, like I said, have some confidence in some of the players and, and, and Joe Douglas and Jared Seller, because they know what they're doing, I think. They know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Give, give, at least mm-hmm. – last, last, I'll say this and I'll go. Let's see the, the, the five starters. Then if they suck, then we, we, can, we can make that decision. Okay. Well, listen, Chris, there's a lot of questions, but we'll see. Next time I have a show, Chris, I want to hear from you. I really like uh, going back and forth with you about this football team. All right, All right brother. All right. All right. You have yourself a good one. Listen, Chris, bringing that talk. I want to go back and forth, and I want to hear from you. All right? We're going to keep getting to the lines, 515-602-9639. Again, it's a two-hour show. 
for my new callers, <laughs> new listeners. <laughs> Salute to the savages. I'll come to y'all in a second. Next, we're going to go to Steve, man. I got to hear from Steve. I got to hear from Steve hey. because Steve, I know, is going to bring the heat. For those of you that do not know Steve, savage. Damn, Steve is a savage. Steve, listen, I've been waiting to talk to you, man. There's a lot of questions about the New York Jets along this offensive line. A lot of stuff moving and shaking. Give me your takes, man. How are you feeling about this offensive line? Hey, Joe. Well, first of all, thank you again for having me on your show tonight. I always love talking to you week in and week out about this team. So, obviously, Joe, I've heard, I listened to all the other callers. They made a lot of good points. I mean, obviously, as of right now, ever since the ever since on Wednesday when the Jets had their joint practice with Carolina, unfortunately, this unfortunately was one of the things going into the season that was still a little bit of my concern, and that was, once again, our offensive line. It's just that, listen, on the offense, we got the quarterback, we got the running backs, We've got the tight end. We've got the wide receivers. But once again, the biggest issue real, relies on the offensive line. And unfortunately, and some of the callers made some good points about this, because the problem is, unfortunately, Joe, is in this world today, not, besides your quarterback being the most important position in offense, your next position in offense is your offensive line, because your offensive line, has to protect your quarterback in games. I mean, hey, look at what happened with the situation with um with what was his face um Mike White last season in the game against yeah. the Bills last year, where he got his butt yeah. kicked and came back into yeah. the game. Because what happened was Mike White was getting hit lights in and lights out in that game against Buffalo. And the thing is, is that that is some and and here was the thing, Aaron Rodgers even said this. After the first joint practice with Carolina, you know, with that practice, he said that he wasn't very happy with the offensive line and their performance in that in that That's joint practice. And, listen, yep. and, and the thing, Joe, and the thing is, the offensive line, you know, has to get better as the time goes on because if the offensive line goes into like this, because listen, we're a month away from the season now, and and the thing mm-hmm. is, Joe, if this is going to continue to go in like this as the season goes on, the, that could be one of our biggest factors going into the season, and that could honestly hurt us losing games, and that's our offensive line. Mm-hmm. You're talking facts, Steve, and I think everyone's concerned. I think most of us are concerned. There are some that are saying, hey, you know, things are going to work itself out, and don't worry, but there's, there's worry because uh, everyone's – at least from my perspective, there's a lot of people looking at the situation and going, hey, Dwayne Brown, he's not out there yet. Everything's going to be all right when he shows up. And I'm like, hey, he's coming off of a shoulder injury. We've been in camp for a minute. Well, when is he going to show up? And when he does show up, is he going to be ready for all the challenges that he's going to face, you know, coming in? New scheme. you got players along that you got to gel with. You're coming off of that shoulder injury. And are you going to be ready? Because everybody we play this upcoming season is going to be ready for us fully. They're not going to joke around. They're not going to play. They're coming to take our heads off. And the Jets' offense has to start hot this season. If we come out cold and can't put up points, these teams that we play this year will blow our doors off. Real talk. Real talk. We play some real killers. Kansas City, they'll put you away. 
The Eagles, they'll put you away. Dallas, they will put you away. Like, there's other teams that's telling you we play this year. They will put you away. If you can't come out and put up points against them and keep up, they'll put you away. But my next question for you, Steve, is a lot of people are looking for the New York Jets to make a trade for Zach Martin. They're saying, hey, trade for Zach Martin, bring him in here, put him at guard, move ATV to right tackle. What are your thoughts about that? Is that an option that you think the New York Jets should select? I I don't think it's going to happen. I really, really, really don't think it's going to happen because the thing is is that anytime if you want to try to make a trade with the Cowboys, you know that Jerry Jones is going to ask for a lot in return, especially with the fact (laughs) how a great player Zach Martin is. Like, you didn't remember, Joe, do you remember the story, Joe, back in the 2019 season when the Jets almost traded Jamal Adams at the trade deadline, yeah. when they almost yeah. trade him at the trade deadline. And one of the teams mm-hmm. that was interested in getting him was Dallas. And when Joe yep. Douglas did make that offer, you know what Jerry Jones said? He said, absolutely not. Jerry Jones mm-hmm. is not the person to, to deal with. Mm-hmm. Like, Jerry Jones says, if you're going to make a trade with me, you're going to have to give up a lot. And honestly, mm-hmm. the Cowboys is just one team. I just kind of want to stay away from, from trades because especially if Jerry Jones is still going to be around in that time. Yeah, absolutely, Steve. Listen, we got a game upcoming with Carolina, man. What Jets rookie are you going to be keeping your eyes on to see if they pop? Actually, as a matter of fact, what Jets players are you keeping your eyes on the most in this upcoming game to really see, you know, if they're able to shine against the Carolina Panthers? Yeah, yeah, no, great point, Joe, because obviously we play him tomorrow at 4 o'clock Eastern time. It'll be 1 o'clock Pacific mm-hmm. time where you are. Um, the thing is, Joe, going into this game against Carolina, the players that I'm looking forward to to see that could make a major step up, I'm looking at um, Zach Wilson. I'm looking at Mekhi Becton. And if I'm looking at the rookie class, I'm looking at Joe Tipman, who's uh, starting to um, – who is, who is looking to compete for a starting position. And listen, I hope that he gets the starting center position, you know, the first game of the year uh, of the season this year. I know he's in competition with Connor McGovern for that position, but I'm hopefully that he'll get it. And, you know, I want to see more, you know, from like, because uh, our special teams I thought played really well in the Hall of Fame game, and hopefully, you know, we'll see the special teams play well. But the one thing that mm-hmm. I'm also looking forward to in this game tomorrow is Joe is we're actually going to be facing and this guy's going to make his football debut tomorrow and that's the number one overall pick in Bryce Young. Yeah, we're gonna we're yeah, going we're Young. gonna see him. we're we're gonna we're gonna be seeing him play, which is gonna be probably the most exciting part about our preseason game tomorrow, and that's gonna be seen you know going up against him because obviously he is supposed to be the future for Carolina, but you know something, Joe. Besides the fact is, it's important, you know, that each game, each time, you know, listen, tomorrow the game is not about winning or losing. It's about seeing where no. the team is at at the point. Yeah. No, listen, Steve, this was a phenomenal call from you, Steve. Let me give Steve a round of applause, man. He brought the heat tonight. I like this. I like this. Whoa, 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 whoa. 
not not too much, okay? Studio hmm. audience, not too much. <laughs> I don't pay y'all, hey, okay, for extra claps. Yo, listen. Go, go ahead. Hey, Joe, I'll let you slide off, man. Have a good night, man, yeah. and go Jets, okay? You have a good one, Steve. Listen, man. <laughs> it's a little crazy, all right? Don't be trying to get too crazy with the clapping, all right? I don't pay extra for that, all right? Whew, this was a hot show. A hot show. Salutes and respect to everybody that called in. I love going back and forth with everybody. Um, we're going to close the show down now. Listen, we got an upcoming game against the Panthers. I'm looking to see. I think Zach Wilson is probably going to be the guy that's going to be out there, him and Tim Boyle. I want to see Zach Wilson go out there and do his thing. Also, let me tell you something. Malik Taylor, he is showing up and showing out. He might be a guy that's competing for that, uh, that six-wide receiver spot. We'll see what happens going forward with Jason Brownlee as well. Uh, I know he's dealing with the neck injury. We'll see if he's in the game. And I'm also keeping my eyes on this Jets offensive line. Will McDonald as well. I'm definitely keeping my eyes on him on defense. Huff might be out there too. So I'm looking to see. And I'm also looking to see, you know, at this the safety position. I don't know if Tony Adams is going to be out there. They took him. They didn't play him in the last game. But I'm going to see uh, what, that, what that safety position looks like as well. You know, so we'll see what happens going forward. But we're going to go ahead and close down the show now. Woo! Listen, this was a hot one, okay? I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with you folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show, okay? I'm also on Twitter as well, okay, at The Long Beach Joe, at The Long Beach Joe on Twitter, Okay, go ahead and follow me. I'll follow you right back. My personal page is at YoungJ000, at YoungJ000, okay? Go ahead and, again, follow me, and I'll follow you right back. He'll, he'll troll me. No issues. I am the troll that lives under the bridge, and I will have my Vera Sucker jersey on at all times. I'm telling y'all, that man is coming back. He's destroying people this upcoming season. All right? I'm hoping he stays at guard. But we'll see, okay? Maybe he's going to be our starting right tackle. I don't know, all right? We'll see. We'll be talking about it. But either way, okay, he's going to destroy people. Right tackle, left tackle, left guard, right guard, don't matter. Maybe we'll see him as center. Who knows? He can play all the spots, all right? Come on over to USC, get yourself an offensive lineman, and do it right. Fight on. Here we go with the hating from blog talk, okay? <laughs> so I'll be down there trolling. Your boy's also on YouTube as well. Come over to YouTube, type in Long Beach Joe Jets, Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. Subscribe, hit that notification bell, so when I post content, you'll be in the know. Also give the stream and the videos a thumbs up, and if you want to troll me, get in the comments as well and troll me. We can go back and forth in the comments too. And as always, people, when you see me in person, it is arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone, okay? Free hugs for everyone. The hugs, will cost, the hugs will cost you absolutely nothing. I want to thank everyone for listening, chatting with me, all the savages in the chat, everybody that just watches my content, gets involved anyway, okay, with what I do here at the show, or watch my content. I truly appreciate y'all, okay? Without you people, I'm absolutely nothing. Thank you for taking the time out of your day and get involved with anything I'm doing here. So until the next show, you folks have a good one. Peace. <laughs> With
with the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.